must okay. be my setting here. Yeah, it is. I don't want to use the microphone as my speaker, you idiot. <laughs> All right, here we go. <laughs> yes. Can you hear us now? Yeah, I can hear you. Perfect. There we go. This will make for such a better podcast if you can hear us. Totally. <laughs> Although that would be Fine. a fun podcast just to see <laughs> what happens when the two when two people couldn't hear each other and just just you know, yeah. attempt Pod to have a conversation. New podcasts are so hurting for new ideas. What if <laughs> yeah. we have a podcast, three guys, only two of them can hear yeah. each other? We call it head on collision. It is a <laughs> piece of shit. Wow. <laughs> Definitely. But up. Thanks but, for having me. Thanks for doing it on short notice too. Sorry, I was trying to juggle all my schedule around and shit. Yeah, but you had a good reason. Who are you going to see Saturday night? Mitski, baby. Nice. I'm very excited. That's cool. Are you going? Are you taking the daughter, or are we just yeah. doing this? Yeah. That's going to be Mitsuki's big points. The one, yeah, the one artist that I showed her that she actually liked. She's real. She's 12, and she's real provincial about bands mm -hmm. that she likes and Mitski was the one that i showed her and she actually liked so it should be cool that's nice don't you feel like such a sense of like super dad when you get through to your cool tween or teen and you're like and you try to be cool you're like hey here's something you know you probably don't like it but i think it's pretty cool here's some um you know like uh sharon von etten and then she's like uh yeah i'll check it out and then next thing you know you hear her listening to it like, All right. yeah then it's you drop it's just cool to go to a concert with your kid. Like my parents yeah. never took me to a concert ever. That wasn't even like a possibility. There was no interest. We didn't, it was never a thing. So to be able to be into the same music rules. Would they ever drop you off at a concert? Like they know. did. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, they were super Christian. So I had to always like lie about what I was going to go see. <laughs> uh, and they would drop me off and always be like, so skeptical about what they were seeing. This isn't um, but, jars of clay. Where, yeah. <laughs> did you lie to us? Well, luckily there were a bit like, I remember we went to ministry and that was like the easiest, easiest, oh, that's live the easiest for me. The yeah. Ministry. Yeah. Come on. And she was like, she couldn't have dropped me off easily enough for that show. She was so stoked. And there's all these like biker heroin addicts outside. Uh, but yeah, never got caught. Never got busted. It nice. was before the internet where your mom could have been like, dee -dee 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 -dee. oh, nice try. So <laughs> it's a magical time. Andrew, I just checked. Rammstein isn't um, Christian. <laughs> Not even close. So. Mom, I didn't know. It, mis <laughs> I, it mistranslated. I'm sorry. Chip, you've been to concerts with your parents, right? Yeah, they used to take me to the Beach Boys all the time. That was yeah. the, that was the play. Yeah, I saw, I saw Beach Boys with Stamos on drums, Kokomo era. That was a, wow. that was the big deal. Yeah. That's like a good brag. Like, you know, yeah. people like I saw the dead, like, you know, whatever year 78 with, you know, when whatever you're like, yeah, I saw beach boys stay most era. Yeah. yeah. That's saw crash good. test dummies mm -mm -mm years. You know? Yeah. Yeah. That's great. Andrew, I'm so excited to talk about Harry and the Henders with Henderson's oh with you <laughs> mainly because like, you know, I listened to, first of all, let me introduce you. We have a very fancy way of introducing people in our podcast, Andrew. So you just sit back and you enjoy what we call introducing and you, the guests. You take it. You just take it. Yeah. Take it. <laughs> boom, 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 boom. <laughs> I didn't even but, know we had started to be honest. So yeah, we, what we, a ride, what a ride. Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> Ladies and gents, we are here with junk miles, chip and Jeff episode 5,632. We are talking Harry and the Hendersons. With a very special guest, we are very excited to welcome writer, actor, comic, game designer, 
You know him as Coach Farabell from Those Who Can't. He has a great album called, and maybe my favorite com- comedian album title in a very long time, Alexa Play Creed. Ladies and gentlemen, Andrew Overdahl. Thank you. That was genuinely one of the best intros I've ever had, not only in a podcast, but uh, even a live show. You crushed Whoa, it. Oh, thanks, Thank man. You. Thank you. And I Chip, apologize. Do you want a middle? If- <laughs> yeah, I could. I could by, by the way, I intro I, you middle. Speaking of, speaking of, uh, of intros at comedy shows, I was doing a show recently. It's kind of in the middle of nowhere. And I was the middle act. And the host, who I did not know, I met him that night. And he said, Chip, what do you want for your intro? And I always try to be very like, A, I don't have great credits. B, it's like, I don't, you know, I'm not going to be that guy to be like, you have to say this, this, and this. And I was like, ah, just, you know, say whatever, you know, you can say, you know, it's from Philadelphia, travels all over, uh, you hear him on Sirius XM, something like that. And he just goes, who even listens to Sirius XM? I was like, well, I guess, well, I guess, I guess I will just go fuck myself now. Thank you. Uh, I don't, oh please God. don't say that. Uh, I, I guess don't say that if you, if your heart's not in it, I apologize. And, uh, and then when he uh, brought me up, he uh, totally butchered my name and got it wrong. So oh. uh, it was, which I, dude. I don't and even you, care about. You have but such an just, easy and fun name to say. It's, it's like, game show hosty. It's an alliteration. Yeah. 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 yeah it's, it's fun like, to say. It's like yeah. chunky sound alliteration too, not just like the mm-hmm. the basic bitch single consonant. It's like Thank you. It's a it's a good one. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. That that sucks. Um, Andrew, you're also a member of the Grolix with Adam Clayton Holland and Ben Roy. Um, I love your podcast. It's called Grolix Saves the World. I've been a I'm an early adopter. Right away when you put that link out a couple of years ago, you guys are doing a podcast. I was there for you, buddy. Thank you. Thanks. Yeah, it's super fun. Super fun. And I love about it. You have a you have like a um, it's not just three very funny comedians shooting the shit. You guys put yourself out there. You try to test yourselves. Go beyond your normal limits. See if you can do things to better yourselves and better the world. Is that correct? Yeah, that's the whole premise. We kind of give each they're very often passive aggressive little (laughs) challenges that we give each other to try to see if it improves our lives and hopefully improves the world around us. But we stretch that. Uh, we do some real mental gymnastics with some of Like one of them, we had to watch all the Fast and Furious movies. How does that better ourselves or the world? You'll have to listen to see how we backflip that uh, into making sense. But um, yeah, it's been it's been a lot of fun doing it. And I've known those guys for like 19 years. So it's, it's pretty easy to just sit yeah. down and, and record it. So- yeah, it's that's, a lot of fun. That's awesome. Um, yeah, I just listened to your latest one. Um, I'm not going to give away any spoilers, but the boys try to save the world by <laughs> donating blood. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've and never, I'd never done it. Never I was amazed. It. I'm not going to give anything away, but I was amazed. I would have thought you would have. And I would have thought Ben would have no problem just being who he is. And I was amazed with the results and what went on. So that's a little tease, people. Type in Grolic Saves the World podcast and listen to the latest. And uh, yeah, donating blood's a good thing, especially now. I just donated about a month ago. And I always fear like that one little thing is going to go wrong. You know, it's like, it's, it's, it's probably the most foolproof proof. They've been doing it for years. They have medical professionals doing it. You shouldn't be afraid. 
And I was like, yeah, no problem. And then right when I got to the point where they were extracting blood, I'm like, holy shit, everything is going to go wrong. What if the machine reverses and fills <laughs> me with blood that I don't need? Yeah, I thought I had the same fears. Anytime a needle goes in me, I'm like, I'm getting the air bubble, even though that's like not, e- <laughs> not a thing. Uh, but I, yeah, I, I have a hard time with them. Uh, one thing I learned about you listening to the Grolics for over the past two years, I'd say, is your childhood, which was very, you, you referenced it early, You're, you grew up in a Christian household. And I think this plays right into what we're talking about. We've been doing the last few episodes of our podcast talking about movies that brought people joy or helped form them as youths. And everybody who's pretty much been on the show is like, yeah, this is like, you know, we're just at the video store. We picked this and it turned out to be like our favorite movie. So everyone, at least myself included, Chip, we have that common experience of like being movie junkies who had just movies at hand easily going to a video store, having a TV. Your life at that age as a young kid, early teen is a little bit different, correct? Yeah, we didn't have we didn't have a TV. Our TV got stolen when I was a really when I was super young and my parents just didn't buy another one. They just didn't replace the TV. And so I grew up without a TV, which in hindsight was awesome. I could yeah. not have asked for a cooler way to grow up. Uh, but at the time, it was hell. Like all my friends at school had TV. They talked about TV all the time. I loved TV when I did get the chance to watch it. So um yeah, it was it was different. But then we eventually we got this little black and white TV. Uh, it was so tiny. And my parents kept it in the garage and they would bring it up for special occasions like oh. birthdays or Christmas. And we would rent a VCR. This was back in the day where you could rent a VCR at King Supers, which is our grocery store. And we would get to pick two movies out like on our birthday. Uh, oh. We'd get to pick two movies and i think as i told you when we were chatting before we did this i always pick the same two movies i picked uhf the weird al yankovic comedy because one I of our favorites it. and yep. yeah we've already done on the show which is great yeah uh yeah hugely probably formative in my sense of humor and then the other movie was called eliminators which i really wanted to do on this pod but we couldn't find it, it like doesn't exist which is insane because it's a crazy movie it's got like a cyborg a ninja a cowboy guy it's got everything a sixth grader loves and for some reason that movie's out of circulation it so it doesn't exist do chip wow. we, we look for it i think and there's I like three clips on youtube either. and isn't it amazing yeah. though when you're that young and you find that one movie and you're like i can't wait to talk to everyone about this and this like, is my ah. movie <laughs> yeah <laughs> and i rented the same ones because i couldn't take a risk like when you only get to see <laughs> when you only get to rent those two movies I was like, I'm not going to branch out. I'm not going to just grab some other box. I know these two movies rule. I'm doing it every year. You're looking uh, at the other box like, who's this Pee Wee Herman guy? Uh-uh, I'm exactly. sticking no Yeah, thanks. I didn't see, I didn't see oh, so thanks. much of that stuff until I was older. Um, when did you get a TV? Like, when, when was the first time you had a TV in your home? Once I was in high school, my parents opted for a color television, which got to live in the house. But oh, we were still very restricted on how we could watch it we had to go <laughs> we had to use the tv guide on sunday night and I, I believe we got it was something crazy like an hour maybe an hour and a half of tv a week and we had Holy to block God. it out in the tv guide like okay i'm gonna watch airwolf and then riptide and that's that's all i get or whatever um 
so yeah we had to like budget out our tv which again just made it like crazy precious if you watched I'd watch an hour of something and it sucked. And I'd be like, oh my gosh, my hour, my hour. Um, hour. Yeah. So were you an outdoor kid then by choice? Just like. Yeah. Just like just playing, just do, you know, using my imagination. That was back in the day. We just roamed the neighborhood with our friends. Like I can't imagine doing that now. I guess I, I kind of live in like a sketchy neighborhood first of all, but also just the idea of like, my kid just wandering the neighborhood all yeah. day and just, Hey, come home when the sun goes down. That's a no- totally normal thing. I can't imagine doing that these days, which again, is kind of a bummer because it was fun and it was, it was cool. We'd just ride bikes with my friends, just cruise around the neighborhood. We had our little, you know, territory and yeah, it was fun. Yeah. I don't, I don't regret it at all. Looking back for sure. That's great. I love hearing it, you know, a different kind of, upbringing even though people are you know you're you seem like a very um you seem like a guy you know based on your comedy and what you do now as a guy who like just knows pop culture knows you know like what's going on who seems like he was educated like you know tv kids like chip like me who you know i think chip and i uh, we did have that balance of going outside but i think the treat was we can go outside knowing that we wear ourselves out. We could throw our little lazy asses on the couch, <laughs> fire up Charles in charge, and oh, yeah. everything's copacetic, <laughs> right? Yeah. I don't know why I picked Charles in charge. Oh, yeah, that was, yeah. A, that was a weird. That was a weird get. Uh, yeah, I mine would it. have been at that it. age more like Mork and Mindy. Mork and Mindy. Oh, yeah. I go for like nice different strokes. Would be good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Webster. Yeah, Andrew, I saw you... a few episodes of Webster. Oh Oof. sure. He. Yeah. I mean. Just the the beginning alone, when he holds onto that batch of balloons and he and he flies away, <laughs> yeah. I mean, just that. I, I would just watch that. If you could just watch, that's enough for a, an hour's worth. Like, I, I wonder if you like. Would your parents let you just watch the theme song to Webster? And then oh yeah, we could carve it up. Seconds. And I would carve it up. Yeah. Uh, where it's like I will watch half of Mission Impossible. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna watch the second half of Mission Impossible. And so that I can free up 30 minutes for something else. Such a sad way to watch shows, but I don't know. It teaches you good time management skills. Yeah, right? yeah I guess so. You had but like I certainly filled in the gaps. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. We had to use the highlighter in the in the TV guide. Um, but uh, yeah, I've caught up since then for caught sure. I've I've certainly uh, absorbed plenty of movies and television in the meantime. Did, did you have better. any? Were there any like long running? pop culture blind spots that you had that you could that really stick out like oh i never saw like like for example like i was in high school when seinfeld was on and i was just really busy high school and college when seinfeld was on so i just even as especially as a stand-up comedian i've barely seen seinfeld so like i don't really get the references do, you, do is there something that growing up oh, you that everybody yeah, talks so, about that so many things one of the biggest ones was the show cheers i never mm-hmm. watched it and then even when i got older i was like uh that's probably lame. I'm not going to watch that. And then just like last year during the pandemic, I actually sat down and watched yours. I was like, this is so good. This is so <laughs> funny and solid for like a, a half hour sitcom. And I was just kind of blown away. I was like, wow, well, I wonder what else I've been snoozing on that, mm-hmm. that was really good. But that one definitely stuck out because I, I I just had never, never watched it. And it, obviously it's regarded as one of the best sitcoms ever, ever made. It's not like I mean, like, it's no Webster, but yeah, <laughs> yeah, 
Exactly. It's okay. I mean, to be it's fair, okay, but it's not. Yeah. Webster got a lot of points because he had that secret compartment and behind the clock upstairs. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's, that's why I was watching. I just wanted another episode where he would use that secret entrance. Now, here's something interesting about Webster. They they played it on. <laughs> Can we go one episode, Chip, without you saying without- here's something interesting about Webster? <laughs> my God, I'm really trying to push my agenda here. I. The, it, it was it's on like me tv or something like that they would show reruns of webster and i would watch it during the pandemic but it was as much as i love the old scary house with the passageway behind the clock if you remember the first season or two they lived in this apartment yeah. and they never play those episodes it's like they don't exist and wow. I, I don't know what happened it's a dark it's, time in webster's life they just yeah. don't want to revisit they it don't it's like that and eliminators just they're just, <laughs> yeah there's something Man, they gotta bring there's eliminators something. back bring it back for me criterion <laughs> collection eliminators just eliminators. for me please you mentioned different strokes this is an insane story uh <laughs> that i forgot until just now i gary coleman star of different strokes used to live here in Colorado. He lived down in Highlands ranch. And one day my friend and I were walking by the mall. We walked by this gas station uh, and this car almost hit me as it was pulling into the gas station to the point where I kind of had to jump out of the way. And I was like, what the fuck? Me and my friend are like, what the God damn it. And the car stops, the door opens, Gary Coleman hops out of this car and I shit you not. He was sitting on a phone book. He had a phone book on his seat. He is a millionaire. He lived in a house with an arcade in the basement. We got to see it was in the newspaper when he moved to Highlands Ranch here in Colorado. He was sitting on a phone book. I'll never forget it. It's insane. Insane. You would think he would buy like a special, Mm -hmm. you know, like a custom seat or something. Oh, oh my God. he, he didn't all... even notice. He didn't even. We were like standing yeah. there on the sidewalk, like, "What the fuck?" He didn't even pay He's... us any mind. He walked right into the gas station. Didn't give uh, a shit. That's baller I... move. Just not mm-hmm. caring, right? Yeah, I do. I do not consider myself to be a very controversial person at all. Uh, big fan of the show, by the way. Uh, different strokes. Uh, Todd Bridges has blocked me on Twitter, and it, it was when I found that out. It was literally one of the most depressing days of my life. Why and... did he? Why do you think he blocked you? I, I know I know why because a couple years ago I know exactly why. A couple oh, you do, of years Chip. ago, why it's, my, it's my fault. It's my fault. Yeah. A couple of years ago, when all of like the reboots were coming out, Fuller House and Roseanne, the Connors, all that, uh, I said, and if you think about it, Todd Bridges is basically the only he's basically the only remaining cast member of Different Strokes. All, all everyone else alive, has, right. passed away. Sadly, yeah. And so I said they should. I think I tweeted they should do a reboot of different strokes but it would probably be called just willis and they got <laughs> and it was just a throwaway joke and what i what, you know yeah so one of my friends linked him to it oh, like nice. added him it was like oh. the old snitch tag snitch. and then he even responded back he's like hey i'd be up for it and i was like oh my god todd bridges responded to me i'm so excited and i think i'm i i, I guess i i don't know if I, I definitely liked it and i think i retweeted i was like i mean i was like this is wonderful and i never went back to it and then about two years later, something came up where I looked up Todd Bridges and I found out that he blocked me. And I've I've been just maybe he thought you had something greenlit, like a like you know, you had more power in Hollywood yeah, than maybe. you. Maybe that's what it was. Yeah. Right. You had yeah. you wow. optioned, maybe you optioned it and he was ready for it. And then he, he found out him you, down. you had no <laughs> yeah. juice. No wow. juice, Chip. Yeah. Imagine going through life treating Twitter like that. That's a real <laughs> roller coaster for you. <laughs> So let's get back to a young Andrew. The first time you see the Bigfoot classic, Harry and the Hendersons. Do you remember? Yeah, this movie was one that I did not have to 
pick out. This was like a family favorite. I think my parents would rent it around Christmas or if, uh, it happened to be airing uh, like on TV when we had the TV inside or something. But this was like a family favorite. I remember seeing it several times. It was like a real hit uh, with us. And I don't remember, I remember like liking it a lot. And I remember it being really funny. <laughs> and I watched it for this podcast. And I have to apologize because it's neither of those things. It's, uh, <laughs> it's not funny. And uh, yeah, it was, it was a long watch. But as a kid, man, I loved it. And that's all uh, that matters. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like maybe you shouldn't have rewatched it because I know it would have just lived in my mind as like a very pleasant memory. And as, uh, as it turned out, it's, it didn't really hold up. We, we're sure. destroying people's childhoods with this. That's, yeah. Destroy, yeah. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> that's our evil just drag, just. drag these things out into the light. It was like, it was very interesting. Uh, there were definitely parts in it that really scared me as a kid that were like, whoa, that's like so tense. And, and looking back, I, I recognize those scenes. I'm like, oh no, you know, he, Bigfoot's actually alive. And it, it you know, it's, yeah. uh, it's no longer thrilling, but I remember being uh, so scared. Also, I found, uh, and forgive me if I'm skipping way ahead here as we discuss it. The, I thought the older sister was so hot as a, yeah. as a kid. Wow. I was like, what a, this is probably one of the most beautiful women in the world. Uh, <laughs> but again, I'm only watching like three movies a year. So you don't know. You, you, only have, yeah, you, don't, you don't know many women at that point in your life. Yeah. <laughs> not, not a lot of skirts in Eliminator, I guess. No. Nope. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I do love about the older sister? She plays the archetype, cool, annoyed, older female teen that yes. you see in so many movies from the 80s, whether it's like, Molly Ringwald in 16 Candles, uh, Jennifer Grey in Ferris Bueller. Oh, yeah. Um, the sister in Christmas Vacation, Juliette Lewis. You know what I mean? Where they're all just a little too cool. They're a little- The older sister from Uncle Buck. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Really yes. had very, very little time <laughs> um, to with, for their younger brother. Yes, Andrew, you can go let your dogs out. Could, I let my we, dogs could, out every podcast. Could, could we right. actually be introduced to the dogs very briefly? Is this is this something you oh, were allowed yeah, to do? Yeah, she's right here. I don't know where the other one is, but here's uh, <laughs> Katara. Hey, Katara. Katara wants to go right out. Oh, you're on the pod. Oh, she's yeah. a good girl. Yeah. Yeah, she's got to get out there. Let her out, let her out there. Yeah. Sokka, come here. Come here. He has a bulging disc in his neck, so he's moving no. pretty slow. Uh, he's getting these like CBD treats and and uh, oil, and it's keeping him like incredibly out of it. Saka, because well, hey, I know normally, Andrew, your 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 dogs are a little uh, high energy. Would you say? Yeah. Oh yeah, <laughs> for sure. Oh yeah, I gotta keep Saka chill because of the bulging disc in his yeah, neck. Yeah, yeah. Don't weeks. don't don't pressure him. It's okay. He's yeah. Insane. Um, I don't know what Saka's doing, but I'll be right back. Yeah, okay. yeah. Take your time. Chip, this is normally the point where I skip out to let my dogs. I know. Where's uh, where's Star and Shelby right now? Well, you know what it is? Juliet and Kelly are, are upstairs. We've been watching Alias, the, the 19, 2000, I mean, the 2000s, 2000s. Jennifer Garden, yeah. Jennifer Gardner, uh, uh, spy TV yes. show. Never Fantastic. saw it, yeah. Really good. So normally we're all down here every night. We watch two episodes. 
with the dogs. But now that I'm doing this, they're upstairs watching it. So the dogs are upstairs with the girls. Okay. okay. All right. So they, they're occupied then. That's they're good. occupied. Yeah. Yeah. Now, how okay. long will your dogs stay out until they start barking to want to come in? Oh, they love being outside and they, they can actually let there. themselves in. They know they like busted out the bottom <laughs> part of my screen door to just make their own dog yeah. door, which ended up being pretty convenient. And um, they can open the door and just let themselves in. So That's I will awesome. have to step away when they come back in because it's like blizzarding outside and I'd rather not have my front door open for Under the blizzard. Sure. Absolutely. For the blizzard. But uh, yeah, they'll be out there for a while. They love the snow. It's like... That's what huskies were were made for, right? Like that's. Do you have a little sled back there? You just hook them up to and let them just tow you around. You know what? I tried it and uh, it didn't work. Oh, I didn't have like a a a legit sled. I I was on one of those saucer sleds and then I hooked them up (laughs) and I was like, "All right, let's go." And like, they just they didn't pull me at all. They were. but the I overdog, to, the over, my, overdog uh, Iditarod classic yeah. didn't take off like you thought it would. <laughs> but I used to ride my mountain bike attached to them. I had this like belt oh and I attached them to the mountain bike and they would pull me so fast on the bike. Like wow. I would barely even need to pedal. It was insane. And sure <laughs> enough, as you would probably predict, uh, they saw a dog uh, at the park because we were riding <laughs> And I usually would like steer well clear of other dogs. And I thought I had steered clear enough and I did not. And they (laughs) bolted for this dog. They love other dogs, but they are like way too eager uh, to meet meet them. them. And they absolutely ejected me from my bike. They, I launched off of this bike. (laughs) I was attached by the fucking belt. I launch off the bike. They pull me across the ground like a like a hefty bag of trash attached to them. They just drag me over towards this dog. And there's this couple standing there with their dog. I'm laying there on the ground. I was like, I bet so many of my bones are broken. You know, you do that check after like an accident uh, where you're like, oh, God, what's what is messed up here? I'm kind of like checking myself out. And there was this couple uh, who had the other dog and they were standing there. And the the dude was trying so hard not to laugh, and he's like, he's like, he goes, "Dude, are you okay?" Like he couldn't even talk, right? And I'm just like laying there, just wrecked. Amazingly, I didn't break anything. I was like fine, but I had like road rash all over one side of my body. So that ended the the bike dog experiment. Actually. Were your dogs concerned for you once they stopped? Oh, not at all. Not even a bit. They didn't they didn't come back and like, oh no, what happened? They were just like, hey, unhook us. Right? <laughs> you idiot. Yeah, they no, they're not sympathetic like that. I like how proud you must have been. Just like, check me out, man. Look at me. Outdoor yeah. guy, live hack. Check it out. I don't even need to pet. <laughs> <laughs> i make a video of this mm-hmm. youtube life hack how to get exercise oh, with your dogs with the dude old dog. had someone two, been two huskies that, and a man would, on a penny farthing yeah. it would have been uh it would have been a true hit and i was like i made those i made that couple's i oh, made yeah. their life like they will laugh about that for the rest of their life getting to yeah. see that will will bring them joy it'll probably keep them married it'll probably <laughs> there's Eight different cocktail parties they've been at, being like, "Hey, you yeah. remember uh, you Wait, know the park down the street?" Yeah. yeah. Guess what we saw? This asshole. <laughs> <laughs>
TV oh. crew, local asshole yeah. being dragged by dogs in the park. Seriously. Well, we can we can keep going with the pod, and if yeah. I'll uh, I'll just put it in chat if I got to step. We'll away tell you it. what we um we have a uh, a section of every a segment of all of our podcasts called Pet Chat, where we always talk about our guests. We don't allow a guest on here who doesn't have a pet, do we? I love it. So you're lucky. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Chip's uh, Chip's got a dog, two cats. I have two dogs. Usually my dogs are down here, but they're upstairs watching Alias with my wife and child. Hell yeah. (laughs) Normally, normally they chill down here at night with me, but a little more exciting up up there. Um, So getting back to Harry and the Hendersons, guys, it wasn't a hit at first. It had a budget of $10 million, right? It was released the same weekend as Beverly Hills Cop 2 and The Untouchables. Oh, brutal. Ooh. Brutal. Came in third. What it year cr- What year was it? Was it 87? 87, yes. 87. Man, it what grossed- a year for movies. So many of my favorite 80s movies are mm-hmm. 87. Wow. 87 is great, yeah. Um, grossed about $30 million in North America, $20 million elsewhere for $50 million total. What they thought, guys, why this didn't resonate or become the big hit it was all the movie posters, all the marketing for it, there was no Bigfoot. They wanted mm. to keep it like, who is Harry? Harry oh. and the Hendersons. Okay. So there are pictures of the family, and I think like maybe like, you know, a silhouette or whatever. So some people in the know, you know, if you had one of the trades, you knew there was a Bigfoot involved. But if you were just normal, you know, young Chip going into his video store, you're like, I, I don't know who Harry is. Yes, so they think man. that eventually hurt. So when they released it in foreign markets, they called it Bigfoot in the Hendersons. Just, <laughs> just, just to make sure. Well, problem solved. <laughs> Picture some like studio exec. What? No one knows there's a fucking Bigfoot in it? Change that. <laughs> what should we call it? Just put fucking Bigfoot on it. Right Bigfoot. Bigfoot and- Jesus Hendersons. Christ. Yeah, that's, that's insane. So that's kind uh, of um, kind of sad. Andrew, the thing that struck me most about this movie, first, I liked it a lot because I am a sucker for just simple, like sweet movies where there's not a lot going on for me to question and have to think about. You know, there's one plot. This was there wasn't even a subplot, right? There was no. one yeah, freaking like, plot. One yeah. plot. It was like vignettes about living with Bigfoot. It didn't even seem it almost seemed like weird little like shorts or something uh, the way that they were structured. It was. Weird. Yeah. Um, so I, I liked it right. Aw- right away. I told Chip in the first five minutes, I hated it because I'm like. John Lithgow, total dick hunter, killing animals, reveling in it. And I never hated a child actor more in the first five minutes. I'm like this little sociopath is yeah. telling his dad to shoot the Bigfoot while he's not even sure if it's dead. He's like, kill him, dad. Yeah, and I'm like, crazy. I'm so, I am so <laughs> mad. And it didn't occur to my dumb little brain that they were setting me up for the whole the change. Yes. There is, there is a very weird part that I totally missed as a kid where he has lied to his wife about bringing the gun. Remember they're in the car. Yeah. He's yeah. like, oh, I didn't bring my gun. And then he has the gun and she's like, and it's like, whoa, what is this like very <laughs> crazy little uh, character backstory? Yeah, I lied to my wife about bringing my gun <laughs> on trips uh, was just seemed so crazy to me. But they treat it like it's like not even a thing. And he's also like, pass the gun up here in the car. This is a per- pretty safe way to handle yeah, a gun. The son's just get- like, Dad, can yeah. I get the gun? Can I get the gun? He's like, ah, maybe not. He's like, it's still loaded. Just be careful. Like this yes. is- Yes. Yeah. yeah. 
insane. I, you know what? Also, I, I never knew. Like, I, I don't really go into gun stores or sporting goods stores, but uh, people who sell guns wear jacket and tie. I didn't know that. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, it's a, uh, very the very like, '80s jacket and tie, like <laughs> yes. tweed and like the cotton. Yeah, the, yeah. the cotton tie is very. It's a very very reputable store they're selling guns at. Yeah, Andrew. Uh, we by, also. And by the way, speaking of the uh, the mom. Uh, whose name I can't re- remember. Uh, Melinda uh, Dillon. Uh, Melinda Dillon never put it together as a child that she was also the mom from A Christmas Story. Yes, I just oh, I never put that together. Yeah. yeah, I never got to see Christmas Story until like oh. four years ago. So okay. uh, yeah, I'm like, what a great movie! It would have been cool to grow up with this one, but nope. <laughs> would have been a, a precious memory for me and the family to enjoy together. I nope. do enjoy that this was a holiday classic for you. Like it, it's not yeah. exactly a Christmas movie, but for me now, it, now yeah. Harry and the Hendersons is a Christmas classic. And I can remember my mom saying uh, when when he calls the police to first report the Bigfoot, which again bizarre because they wait a really long time before they yes. decide to call the police. The yeah. the Bigfoot's been in the house for I don't know hours <laughs> apparently. Uh, anyway, my mom loved that part, and every time she'd she'd go like. Oh, I love this part. I love this this police officer. She thought the police officer was so funny. So funny. And I just I just remembered it while while I was watching the movie. I was like, oh yeah, this was like my mom's favorite part. This like cop who for some reason enjoys being crank called. I don't know. Was that the uh, that was the big comic relief in the movie, right? Like just the cop being like, oh, you got a Bigfoot. Like there wasn't um, much else. There was physical comedy. I think mm-hmm. watching. I thought first off. The Bigfoot itself, the eight foot tall guy in a costume. The guy was amazing. Predator. A predator, Baker yeah. Hall. Yeah, same yes. guy. He, uh, I thought the facial expressions, that's what got me. That's what I'm like, I love this that guy. That Bigfoot totally holds up. That Those effects, you can't yeah. beat those. You those can't you really CGI that. It like, still he, looks great. It's When he does that like sweet shit eating grin when he pops up from yeah. the table with the, and the sun just climbs on his back. And he's like, <laughs> like that kind of like, so, he was one of the most emotive actors in yes. the whole movie. That's a yeah. very Kevin. Let's see, we got Kevin Peter Hall played. Oh, Kevin Harry. Peter Hall. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that was it, uh, Rick. I believe Rick Baker did yep. the Rick Baker. Suit. It's so, yes, like the makeup Rick, or the whatever. I mean, you he's could done put, everything. Yeah. You could put that suit into a movie that you made now and it would be just as good. People would be like, mm-hmm. this Bigfoot rules. Yeah. Rick Baker said that was his favorite creation. This is a guy who's worked wow. on everything from like, you know, exorcist to men in black and um he said that was his his favorite he looked um, great he moved really well oh, it's like it space awesome. moved yeah. and he and when they showed him actually run when harry was running he did that loping from the old grainy videotape mm-hmm. of the yeah. bigfoot like he, he redid that the actor who played him was kevin peter hall who was seven foot two and he had to, and then they, what they used platforms and all that stuff to make him over eight feet tall because John Lithgow himself, six foot four gentleman. So they had yeah. to make sure he was imposing to John Lithgow as well That's to bring crazy. the podcast. Lith- oh, sorry. Oh, sorry. I was going to say John Lithgow was 42 years old in that movie. That's I how know. long he, that guy's been around. It's crazy. It's amazing. Um, yeah. And then uh, sadly, Kevin Peter Hall died young after like Predator. He was in 227, like a TV show. He got a blood transfusion and uh, contracted HIV and died. Isn't that sad? Oh, wow. I didn't mean to bring that, bring it down, but that's what happens, guys, in real life. You know what I mean? The curse. They call it the curse of Harry and the Hendersons. 
they yeah. do yeah <laughs> and everyone is... who's in it it turned out they made a tv show too i i yes. when i read uh kevin peter hall's uh just as, as you did this entry yeah i was like i don't remember this tv show at all but apparently there was a tv show it aired for 72 episodes from 1991 what? to 1993 i love when you're like what piece wow. of crap show like, i mean obviously i'd be the last I mean, you to know, know but, but sure <laughs> i would like know. i was i was know. a big tv watcher and like i do remember that there was a show and I, i'm kind of shocked that i never saw it but that's that's pretty incredible. 72 episodes. I mean, that's yeah. 72 episodes of it. I'm going to have to track that down. I'm now I'm curious. And, and yeah. I don't want to give a spoiler alert, but like the first season, supposedly it's like Harry comes back and they got to like, kind of keep him secret. And this is great. I think the uh, ratings were waning a little bit and they're like, wait, so the next season they expose Harry, everyone loves him and he becomes a celebrity in the town. Oh. <laughs> Oh, that's a show that's watch. pretty awesome i'd watch that Celebrity that's like the, the teen wolf turn right there too by the way literally never heard of any of these actors in the movie or, no. i'm sorry in, in the tv show harry and the hendersons yeah. oh it wasn't the same i assume it was not the same cast you had the but... same bigfoot that's it yeah <laughs> yeah. yeah he yeah he played the same, same he group. found a new family or is it supposed to be the same it's supposed the to be the group. same family yeah oh. um um oh there's a, here's a good tidbit uh john lithgow's father in the show played by M. Emmett Walsh. Now that's a mouthful. M. Emmett Walsh. Yeah, that's a tough one. Either just call him Mehmet or just Emmett Walsh. Don't Mm -hmm. throw that extraneous M in there. Um, In reality, only 10 years older than John Lithgow, but he played his dad. Oh, wow. Yeah, he's a, he looks like he's he's an older gent. Did you guys know that Lawrence Fishburne and Cuba Gooding Jr. in Boys in the Hood, father and son, only six years apart? Oh wow. wow! I would never have guessed that. Would you like one more of these mind-bending? Uh, <laughs> here we go. There's an even better one. Everybody loves Tom Selleck's new show, Blue Bloods, right? Mm-hmm. The guy who plays his dad, Len Carew, is only five years older than him. Because <laughs> wow. in people's minds, they're like, Tom Selleck's always young. Like he's not yeah. seventy-seven, and his dad's wow. not eighty-two. <laughs> that is but, so weird. And yeah. Andrew, if you're blown away by by that, uh, Jeff is only a handful of years older than I am, uh, but he played Daddy Warbucks to my Annie when we put on our two man uh, musical last year <laughs> uh, of Annie. And Manny, is true? Yeah, it was, man- it was called Manny. Uh, oh wow! Pan- the pand really, we blamed it on the pandemic that nobody showed up for it, but uh, yeah. Yeah. I th- I think it was because of uh, of our performances. No, yeah. Nobody enjoyed it. <laughs> So this was this was a family favorite. This was something you held dear. One of the handful of movies a young yeah. Andrew saw. And I remember being very funny and then watching it again. I was like, not really funny unless but you find kids destroying funny. a house is funny. Yeah, I guess that's why it was like, funny, right? Just seeing the him wreck the stairs. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was <laughs> I was a so I was a big fan of this movie. This was a big I wasn't a big movie goer as a kid, but we were big video store kids. And this was a, this was definitely in the rotation of rentals. We watched this a lot. Good family movie. Uh, I enjoyed it this, this time around watching it again. I, you know, just to, to bring it back, it was definitely different than I thought, but you guys keep bringing up that it's a family movie, which I 100% agree with. Love a good family movie. I I'm not, a, I'm not exactly what you call family man, Andrew. Uh, I got my wife here. Uh, we have, we have the dog and two cats. None of the kids. Are there family movies that 
you guys watch or have watched with your kids recently? Or is everything so specific? Like it's a kid's movie, it's an adult's movie. Are there good family movies out today? Like mm. a Harry and the Henderson? There's like, I would say that any Pixar movie works yeah, pretty well because they're so right. quality that you're like, yeah, I'll, I'll sit in for this. I can't even imagine like a genuinely sweet hearted movie like Harry and the Hendersons being made nowadays and being rated PG and no. having it have any kind of success. Nope. I think it would right. need, uh, it would have to be PG 13 and have, you know, uh, kind of like an, an edge to it or something. And but. the kids would be super sassy where these kids in these movies back in the eighties were just, they had a couple of wisecracks, which are very funny. You know, they'd be like, Holy shit. Like, you know, ooh, the kid said shit, yep. but here these kids would just be so like nonstop pithy and just, you know, just that fake yeah, sassy the older that, sister would be like on instagram for like yes or it would just be yeah it would be so, yeah, yeah that's a good question chip because I, I know as i have a two teens like it's hard to just find a movie that they would watch and what we end up doing watching 80s movies because they think they're hysterical they're mm -hmm. sweet enough that you know kelly and i you know grew up watching them but like my kids are just amazed by like you know the lack of technology and like, it is a different world. Like, obviously it is, but for a kid to just be like, you were a kid and there was nothing to distract you except for TV and going outside and stuff. You know, it's, I think that kind of weirdness, definitely, uh, they definitely buy into that, like yeah. watching it. It's like there, remember how when we were growing up, there'd be a black and white movie and you'd be like, wow, that's old. That's a super old. And I think it's for kids nowadays, it's stuff it's this 80s stuff or something that's in like four three aspect ratio they're like oh what this is so old <laughs> but yeah it's it's crazy my daughter doesn't really like the older stuff like i i share goonies ghostbusters she likes it okay uh but overall she what she did like which is probably a mistake on my part i showed her alien and uh aliens and uh they were pretty it. scary for her but she was like, yeah, that those really held up. You know, she was like, wow, those those hold their own as like, you know, against modern movies. And I was like, yeah, they're classics. That's why I showed them to. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not showing yeah. you shit. Uh, honey, okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just showed both those movies to my daughters two weeks ago. It was my oh, wife's idea. Nice. Because Una's like, oh, I'll watch anything scary. And Juliet, the older one's like, maybe. And Kelly's like, oh, let's show them Alien. And they loved it, but they were, you know, like, holy crap. Yeah, my daughter played it cool, but I could tell she was uh, she was pretty scared. Yeah. Um, but yeah, also great role model. It's like, hey, check out uh, this character who is great. Ripley. This Ripley character. Ripley. Yeah. yeah, it's one of the one of the greatest action stars in uh, any movie. Um, Chip, we do a lot of research. Yeah, we do on all the movies, Andrew. We like to you know dig deep, fun facts. Chip, do you do any research on this one? Anything about uh, cryptozoology, Bigfoots, I anything? I did, as a matter of fact, I actually have a little quiz for you guys. Oh, Andrew, do you like quizzes? I, I dug deep. 100%. In, now you're in the in the rolling hills of Colorado. Is that is, is that uh -huh. correct? Where, uh, yeah, do you, I live in this Bigfoot hunter's cabin. Right yeah. Here. Do you have any? Uh, <laughs> have you have you had any encounters with any mythological creatures up there? No, I'm a I'm a huge fan of uh, cryptozoology. I like the idea. That's one of the you know the fun things to believe in. It's like why not believe in that? It, yes. it hurts nothing, sure. and it makes yes. the world a more interesting place. Sure, Bigfoot, Loch Ness monster, yes, Champ, whatever you want. Why not 
think that it mm-hmm. could be out there. It's it's just fun and harmless. So yeah, I'm a big I'm a big fan of that stuff. But no, I, sadly, I have not had any any interesting encounters with any mystery yeah. beasts yet. Yet, uh, yet. I will say, yes. Yet, I I will say, and I've Yeti. never told anybody this story. I've never told anybody this story. But when I was Ooh, about 19 exclusive. years old, I was driving Hilda, through the back roads of Valley Forge, Pennsylvania, mm-hmm. uh, late one night by myself, and I hit what I thought was a Sasquatch. Mm-hmm. I thought it was a Sasquatch. Turns out it was just an old man. So, oh. uh, so oh, it was fine. You. So I just kept driving and uh, never told anybody that until tonight. Just, just a hairy, just a hairy, just a hairy, hairy old man. And I was like, well, you know, well, you're just like, boo. Yeah. Yeah. He's, oh, he's not a good story. Ape. No I'll one just, cares. I'll just this. keep driving. I don't have to tell anybody this story. And no, I just that's kept fine. Going. You almost had a good story. <laughs> I did. I did. Almost. Yeah. Uh, I was so excited. <laughs> yes. Uh, so I think we can just do this. It's it, this is sort of a lightning round. Just either yep. of you. I want you to say yes or no. Is this a real, and by real, I mean, of course, we, we hope that these are all real. Right. So is this a cryptozoological creature that is known, or is it one that I just made up? Oh, okay. okay. Or or that is not a crypto. Is it is it a crypto, or is it not a crypto? So, okay, uh, gotcha. So here we go. So yes or no. This is, this call is my out. jam. I can't think of a quiz I am better suited for. <laughs> so I'm just going to call out the name and you guys just yell out yes or no. It is real or, or it is not a cryptozoological. Yep. So here we go. Number one, Yeti. Yes. Yes. Yeti. Yes. Yep. That is the abominable snowman of the Himalayas. We're talking about the $500 coolers. Also, also should be, should be a myth, but is yes, it's not. <laughs> yes, it's a lifestyle. I love yeah. that coolers have become a lifestyle for yeah. certain people. Yeah, what it's a cool thing to brag about. It, it's a Yeti thing. You wouldn't understand. Yeah. 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 Uh, okay. Here we go. Number two. Uh, I think you're going to like this one. Champ. Yes. Yes. Lake yeah. monster. Uh, yep. Lake, Lake Champlain, Champlain's uh, yep. Lake monster champ. How about uh shimp, the Shenandoah chimp man? No. That I'm going to say no. That is not. I mean, that's a stooge, right? One of <laughs> yeah, the yes. He was like the fourth one that yeah. uh, just like kind of popped in from now and now and again. Yeah, we by by the way, uh, so uh, friends of the show, the found footage festival guys, Nick and Joe. Yeah, who who we've had on the show. I went to a Three Stooges convention with them in uh, in like Ben Salem, Pennsylvania. Oh, Jesus. Feasterville, I think it was. And it was one of the most depressing places I've ever been. It was amazing, (laughs) though. And they actually had a designated Shemp room where they just showed Shemp. Uh, movies where he went off solo by himself mm-hmm. and just 24 hours a day for the this three-day thing you could just go in and they were just showing Shemp <laughs> movies fast that's repeat. crazy yeah. oh my god and uh, another room was designated just for the three stooges movie that came out in the 2000s yeah i think maybe like will sasso and Frank yeah, sasso I, I yeah. remember that we walked in at one point and there was about eight gentlemen sitting in the dark watching it. It's just in one of these small conference room sort of, uh, you know, cordoned off rooms and they were watching it and we walked in and we were sitting there. And then we realized that they were just watching the DVD title card, just <laughs> rotating over and over again. So we sat there for 20 minutes watching just, and, and there's just these men watching it and we're just in tears laughing because we don't so finally we just walked to the back and pushed this start button on the dvd player and like started the movie over again for them and we uh we, we think they enjoyed it more but we will never wow. know yeah so maybe talk about mythological monster creatures that yeah. those guys they were they terrifying. were there yeah 
So of course, so we've we've had Yeti, we've had Champ, we've had Shemp. Mm-hmm. The next one, uh, Chupacabra. Yes, love yeah, the Mexican eats goat goats. Sucking. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Mexican goats. How about the Gravitron? <laughs> no, that's yeah, like that's- a thing out in the desert in la right so, it's a it's a it's a ufo shaped carnival ride is what oh, it is okay. yeah that's, that's what that is i don't know what i was thinking of <laughs> how about the honey island swamp monster the honey island swamp that sounds that sounds legit i i've never heard of it i'm gonna say no it is a large primate of southern louisiana uh, the honey island swamp monster it did sound legit i should have trusted mm, my cat i know <laughs> yeah uh, the Honey Island Swamp Monster is real. How about how about the Phoenixville Sugar Daddy? <laughs> no, that one is not. Uh, how about nope. uh, next one? Uh, the Jersey Devil. Yes. Yes. Yeah, that is a, a winged, yeah. two-legged mm-hmm. horse uh, from the New, Jez- New Jersey Pine Barrens. That's our state Park. animal. Grew up in Jersey. Yeah. 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 Uh, how about the Michigan Dog Man? Ooh, it sounds. <laughs> It sounds like Jersey. it could be real, but I've I've never the, if it is that. real, that's the least imaginative imaginative. Yeah. Um I'm gonna say Michiganers. no. I'm gonna say I, no, Chip. That sounds made up. That is the legitimate dog <laughs> man of Wexford County, Michigan. That is oh my a, God. apparently a thing, the Michigan dog man. Yeah, that I could oh man. Uh, I, I it doesn't sound real at all, but apparently yeah. it's La- <laughs> least amount of effort. Yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. He's kind of hairy like a dog. Yeah, dog man. That's probably it. So, so, these are real, so let's let's go with the numbers, guys. I think I think you, you know this. There's the Jersey Devil, of course. There is the Michigan Dog Man. Uh, how about the Connecticut Tickle Monster? No, <laughs> that is not. That is not. A, you know what? One. I'm I'm going to believe in him anyway. I want to yeah. Yeah. <laughs> prove prove it's not real. <laughs> yeah. Hey guys, um, if you guys get away from the wife and the uh, ball and change this weekend, you want to go up to Connecticut and look for a Tickle Monster? <laughs> yeah. Hell yeah. I have some equipment. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Just a big net. Yeah. Um, how about the Mongolian death worm? Yes. I want to believe that sounds man. I've never heard of it, but yeah, I'll go, I'll go yes too. Because I it yeah, is... I want it to be a real. Yeah, I want it to I be believe real. it is a gigantic worm. I, I I couldn't get total confirmation, but it is a it is a horrible worm of the Gobi Desert in yeah. Mongolia. So yes, it is. It's like Dune, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, so oh, yeah. so the Mongolian death worm. That's what it is. The Mongolian death worm. Andrew, really what's the uh, what's the big shy halud? <laughs> what's the uh, the big yeah shy halud? Yeah, shy halud. Yeah, yeah. Chip, I didn't think you'd know that. That's why I didn't ask. No, you. I did. I know that one. Yeah. That's it. That's a good one. Yeah. So so we have the Mongolian death worm. How about the Belgian Beth perm? <laughs> No, <laughs> yeah, that's a that's actually a real one. That is a mysterious woman named Beth who has a terrible perm that stalks the uh, area of Flanders. Oh, I'm not go- that, not going there. Yeah, I know. <laughs> no. it sounds scary, doesn't it? it? Sounds very scary. Wow. Ooh. Yeah, she's not happy. Ooh, about I just got to chill. Beth, just got to chill right? thinking of her. Ugh, yeah. Uh, how about the Florida skunk ape? Yes. Yes. Yeah. yeah that is a, a primate uh, from the state of Florida. And finally, crypto or not, SNL's John Lovitz. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh, rarely seen. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm going no. He, he is 100% real. I've seen him before. Oh, what? S- oh. SNL's John Lovitz roams this is, earth. He roams the critic. Earth. Do you guys ever just pop up one of the critic episodes? is funny. Critic. critic is very funny. I, I haven't seen it in years, but yeah. Uh, I, I'm a big fan. I'm a big fan. Yeah. Here's yeah. a movie deep cut. If I can go off on this tangent. Yes. Yeah. 
that I saw in the theater. We did go to movies in the theater from time to time. And I remember seeing this movie in the theater uh, and it blew my mind. It is also a 1987 movie and it is also a Bigfoot movie. It's called Cry Wilderness. Did either of you see that movie? No. It is... Uh, oh, again, it's one of these movies that like disappeared. It's got yeah, one yeah. star, <laughs> uh, but I remember it being so intense and like crazy. Uh, and looking oh back, God. it's uh, it's probably pretty terrible. Oh, it's got a two out of 10 rating on IMDb. <laughs> um, but yeah, 1987, I guess the year of Bigfoot movies. It was not a comedy. It was like a drama. Yeah. Where yeah, this, uh, this lonely boy, um, uh, you He's know, sees a Bigfoot and believes in it. And yeah, it was pretty intense for me as a kid, um, which I guess I was uh, like 10 then. So kind of embarrassing. Oh, the that Bigfoot that character looks awesome. It looks like Lyle Alzado. It does. <laughs> He is very, uh, yeah. They're like, do we have money for a Bigfoot? Well, we don't have money for the uh, makeup or cost. Can you just get Lyle Zato? Oh, I'm just looking this up right now. Uh, apparently, if you want to watch it, if you want to watch Cry Wilderness, uh, you can watch it on a TV episode in, from 2017 on Mystery Science Theater 3000. Oh, my there God. There you go. <laughs> they MST3K'd it. There so it's go. that good. It's that good. <laughs> good. <laughs> I should look that up because I would like to see both see the movie again and also see them make fun of it. The MST three. Oh my god! Um, Guys, by by the way, one of my favorite parts about Harry and the Hendersons is I was a I remember just being afraid of and just being freaked out by the hunter, the the gentleman with the the beard hunter. Yes, he he looks like a he he looks like Shel Silverstein. David uh, such yeah, it. He does. That is exactly <laughs> what he looked like. Yeah, Shell Silverstein. <laughs> but I just like whoever the producers, the, the writers were, they're like, we need to get a bad guy. And they're like, find me a Frenchman. Like, that's just what they were. They're just like, we just need a Frenchman. Yeah, and he's uh, like, he'll different. be different. He's not. Yeah. yeah. I think maybe they thought it was really funny. Maybe it was funny in the 80s to hear someone with a French yeah. accent. But I guess. Yeah, so. it's just distracting now. Yeah. Also, his turn from. Uh, being the villain to being cool all it took was him being like petted by the bigfoot mm-hmm. and he's like yeah you know what i'm totally cool with this uh pretty fast pretty fast for a villain yeah. to uh somebody to who's dedicated his life to murdering this beast yeah but i gotta tell you don amici great actor man you know um, one of those yeah. old school guys when he just like started like when um john lithgow first met him in his bigfoot hut like Don Amici can act, man. Like he's just such a flawless old school type of actor, like just kind of floating around the scene. Then when he comes to the house and I'm like, man, Don Amici, man. I never, yeah. you know, people are like, oh, well, you must know him from such things as I'm like, no, nah, I just know he's an old dude who's in yeah. some old movies. <laughs> he used to have a little pencil thin mustache and I wish yeah. he had it like in the movie. But then, you know, people talk about what a great, he was in Cocoon, I think. He was um, right. That was but then when you thing. see him like really act in a movie with, you know, just normal schlubs, you're like, wow, guys, I'm a big Don Amici fan right now. Mm-hmm. He was good. That's and that good... scene when he brings in a sleeping bag and puts it down next to the Bigfoot, that was maybe one of my favorite scenes of the movie. I was like, that's cute. That's nice. Yep, that's he's a good been one. into Bigfoot his whole life. And I was yeah. going to have a slumber party next to him. It was, that was, I got to tell you, I, when I was watching this tonight, 
my wife came down at the very end to put something away and I, she caught me literally tearing up. I was trying to talk to her and my voice cracked at the final scene, like when they're saying goodbye. And then when you see the Bigfoot family, I, I hope I'm not spoiling this for anybody. But... Yeah. Well, you had your chance to see it. Oh, I mean, Jesus Christ. Yeah, you 30, you've you've had 35 years. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the little Bigfoot family. And then they're all yeah. like, Oh my, I like, I'm a, Andrew, I'm a soft touch. First off, I, I, my kids make fun of me. I will <laughs> any sort of thing, any interspecies kind of like connection where ET and, you know, the, the humans, like they learn not mm -hmm. to hate each other and this gun toting, you know, like Hunter, he learns that Bigfoots are sentient creatures who deserve love. Like, woo. Nice. <laughs> I love it. I know you don't think it. You normally think of me as like some rock solid, you know, tough guy, but I'm not. Yeah. I got you're in good company, Jeff. There, there's a, I don't know if you guys remember, there's a great episode of 30 Rock where it's, I think the episode is literally called Goodbye, My Friend, because that's what John Lithgow says after he punches Harry to try, like, try yes, to save him, yes. to set him out. And, oh. he, and he's crying. He says, Goodbye, my friend. And they watch that. Uh, and it's a it's a big part of the plot of the Harry and the Henders is a big part of the plot of that episode of Thirty Rock. Really good. One. Wow, I'm gonna look that up. I'm a I'm a soft touch myself. I'll tell you the first movie I ever cried <laughs> cried in, which is insane, is Armageddon with Bruce Willis, yeah, the so, asteroid oh, movie. Yeah. Yep. I cried when uh, oh what is his name? Um, the guy who goes to see his daughter. Uh, Oh, it's going to kill me not to know his name. Um, he's that character actor. He's great in like everything he is in. Um, I'm sorry. I should not see Buscemi. No, no. It's uh, he's like the right hand man. Will Patton. When Will oh. Patton goes to see his daughter, I was crying. I'd never cried in a movie ever in my life at that point. I was like, oh, my God, <laughs> stumbling out of the theater. Uh, what a what a first movie to to cry in too that one wow in college my uh my three of my roommates caught me um tearing up at the movie Beaches with Ben Midler sure that yeah that one slipped by me that's a, I mean, that's again a I don't mean one. to be a spoiler but it's it's a rough one <laughs> um, you know four 20 year old guys watching beaches. I don't know oh, why yeah. we're doing that. Maybe they just wanted to test and see. Oh, Jeff's going to cry. <laughs> They're like punching you in the balls. <laughs> don't worry. They, they still don't bring it up. Like probably every other time they see me. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Chip, any, any movie make you cry? You didn't think that would make you cry? Uh, plenty. I'm, and, and yeah. I'm trying to think I can barely narrow. I can't narrow it down. I'm trying to think of one that really got me by surprise, but um but I'll, I like I, I like that an so, action movie would make you. That, that's, yeah, that's, and a Michael really. Bay asteroid yeah. movie. Oh, so humiliating. Some <laughs> movies it's too much. Like the Pixar movie Up. It's like no, I can't even it. handle. Nope. I'm like yeah. I can't. I I have to like prepare myself for something. Like I can't. I can't just casually watch this and get destroyed over and over again. Well, that's I think the thing. I just, with, yeah, with every Pixar movie, and my kids know, like it's a dead parent. It's always at least like. Can it just be one dead parent instead of two? And I'm never prepared for it. Like that's, I can't, you know, get fully involved. And they, they're just like dead parent, Jeff, get out of here. You know, yeah, forget it. You're leave. not going to better leave. <laughs> better leave. Pixar it's movies. Gonna... It's, I think I tweeted this recently, but it's like, it's like the Marines. They, they break you down and then build you back up. Like that is, their, <laughs> that is their goal. Yes. Just emotionally yeah. just make you a shell of a human being and then 
fill you with some slapstick. Fill you up with good vibes. Yeah. Now, yeah, Andrew, you brought up Cry Wilderness. That was a Bigfoot movie. Um, there's some other Bigfoot movies out there, guys. These are like really, I did some research. Lesser known, maybe not big budget, but, um, and it, oddly enough, most of the titles, unlike Harry and Anderson's, they have the word Bigfoot, like kind of in the title or something. They so learned. I, they learned from Marianne They learned, Anderson's right. Mistake. Now, this seems like a low budget one. I'll give this one to uh, starting off. This movie featuring a slacker Sasquatch bowler who was mistaken for another big fella. Any idea what that was? With that, was that the movie? The Bigfoot Lebowski. Yes, it was called the Bigfoot Lebowski. <laughs> I, I wasn't. That was a good was, one. I do that, yeah, that, that came out, I think, straight to video. Let wow. me see. Yeah, we got another yeah. one here. Uh, an Asian neighborhood in San Francisco is overrun with creatures with large feet. Asian neighborhood, San Francisco, overrun with creatures with large feet. Is that a uh, Bigfoot trouble in Little China? It is, Chip. It oh, is. my God. One. That's a good <laughs> one. Yeah, I do. I do. Very action-packed. Almost cartoonish, but, but realistic. Right there. Yeah. Andrew, I know they don't normally do, like, kind of art house Bigfoot movies, but I found one. This was, I think, a British movie. <laughs> Extremely large and very introvert forest-dwelling Christy Brown learns to paint and write with only his one controllable limb. My left Bigfoot? Yes, you saw it. I yes. didn't see it, but I would. I I saw the movie title. Yes, my left. I know that fun. Daniel Day Lewis was celebrated <laughs> for it. He's very method. Yeah, very speaking, method. Speaking of movies that I cried at, my left Bigfoot was uh, was yeah, that, that was <laughs> waterworks. Waterworks. There's some TV shows too, guys. This is a very racy TV series exploring the mating ritual of nerd Bigfoots. Nerd, big show with nerds. The Bigfoot Bang Theory? Yes, the Bigfoot oh, Bang Theory. Yeah, is, is, it. <laughs> explored the rating rating rituals. <laughs> Guys, I'm so sorry for this. Shall I go on? Please, yeah. Must I? Uh, young girl's love for a tiny Yeti canine half-breed half makes the creature grow to an enormous size. Young girl's love for a tiny Yeti canine half-breed makes the creature grow to an enormous size. Clifford the Bigfoot Red Dog? Yes. Oh, you, oh. you've seen a lot of these, wow. Andrew, or yeah, at least you you're aware of movies, Andrew. Yeah. Here's a quick one. I think everyone's seen this one. A large fairy creature marries uh, Nia Vart Vartalos. Oh, my, my Bigfoot, my Bigfoot yeah. Greek <laughs> wedding. Bigfoot. You can fat, almost make it. Yeah, Bigfoot. Yeah, it's a tongue twister. I just yeah. want to get you guys wedding. to try to like, Yes. pronounce these because they're not only a few more uh brave yeti hits the surf but only on hump day classic surf movie might not know this one guys i don't know it, it bigfoot it, wednesday there's classic surf movie oh. big wednesday, big wednesday. Uh, all right i'll give you uh oh boy <laughs> forgettable snl cast member movie sequel about a large furry male financially supported by older women this is kind of a mouthful <laughs> supported by older yeah he's kind of like a like a male prostitute type guy SNL oh, cast member. oh shit uh, oh deuce bigfoot gigolo <laughs> it's actually called deuce bigfoot alo male gigolo oh, yeah, deuce big yeah, Andrew, come on get it right for yeah, Christ's sake I... <laughs> some respect for cinema andrew jesus we you're invite you like on you this never podcast <laughs> andrew this you're a baseball fan right andrew i am Okay. Perverted Bigfoot lives with Oakland A's base stealing legends family. 
perverted Bigfoot lives with Oakland A's base stealing legends family. So it'd be Harry and the Hendersons, right? It'd be dirty Harry and Hendersons. Oh, dirty. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> He's a perverted Bigfoot. Oh, I get, I get okay. it. I get Only it. A couple more guys. These, these aren't going down too well. Let's see. We got a celebrity <laughs> pilot and his large mysterious creature co-pilot crashed their plane in the forest rescued by a family. Um, the, Harrison Ford and the Hendersons? Yeah, it's just Harrison Ford. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Not too creative. Just for... I'd watch it. Yeah. <laughs> they adopt him. He's like trashing their house. <laughs> <laughs> and lastly, guys, this is, this is not good. I don't even know. This came out recently. Bigfoot comes out of hiding and picks up a banjo and Don suspenders to join a popular British folk rock band. Oh, uh, uh, Mumford and the Hendersons, Harry and the Mumford and Sons, Harry and the Mumford and Sons. Sorry, Sons, I, yes. I, I, I think that that was pretty good. I actually wow. saw that one. I was, really, that, was that, yeah, yeah. There's a couple other ones, I'm not even gonna give six, uh, six big feet under. There was uh, Bigfoot Mama's House. Um, <laughs> what an improvement that would have been, yeah, yeah, that, yeah that there wow. you go, yeah. So, there's there's a lot of Bigfoot movies, guys. Uh, there you go, and let happily i don't have any more <laughs> nice andrew tell us we're going to go right into pet chat we're going to kind of uh wrap things up um you had one one husky at to start and then you added the second is that true or did you get them both at the same time no yeah i i had the one um we adopted the one from the shelter, which is crazy. Cause I was like, I'm never going to get a husky. I had a husky uh, before a husky mix that I really liked. And I was like, I'm never going to get a husky at like a shelter. And I wanted to adopt a dog. So I just kind of put that out of my, my mind. And so my daughter and I went to the shelter by our house to, to browse dogs. And there was this husky there. Um, and he was like, I, I didn't really want like a boy dog. I generally find boy dogs kind of annoying compared with girl dogs that are just like yeah. more chill, just better, better attitudes. And so he's a boy husky and we, and we met him and he was like very charming. And so we ended up adopting him. And then uh, I, I would take him to the dog park and this guy at the dog park had two huskies. And finally I just asked this guy, I was like, how does that work with two Huskies? Is it like, is it just like a nightmare? And he's like, no, 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 it's great. They're like, they're such strong pack dogs that they really like having, you know, another Husky around. And so he convinced me to adopt the second uh, Husky who had been abandoned on the highway with like no collar or anything. Um, so I ended up getting them like three months apart, I guess. But okay, cool. they've been like best friends. They, they loved each other from the moment they met he was like one and she was like seven months old oh, when wow. they met and so oh, that's they've perfect. been like they never have any issues they like they sleep on each other they they can eat right next to each other and get treats and stuff there's they're like oh, best so buds. that's great yeah um yeah i just convinced a co-worker i was r running on a trail and i saw a co-worker i haven't seen in like a year and a half because we were all working at home she had one dog cute little mixed breed she had him for like eight months and she's like jeff you have two dogs right i'm like yeah and she's like how is that 
and Andrew, I'm just like the guy you talk to. And I go, here are the pros and cons. You know, we rescued a bonded pair. There were five. You had to take them both. And, we, you know, we, only, we had our old dog passed away. We only had one. And I'm like, why not have two? Why not? Why rescue one when you can rescue two? How, and then, like I told her, I'm like, it's wonderful. You know, they're, they're pretty good friends. Sometimes they annoy the shit out of each other. Um, but taking them for a walk, they don't want to go the same direction. It's always a nightmare <laughs> with me. Literally, I'm always like this. Yeah. Come on, just yelling out come on guys teamwork teamwork come on and so i gave her like the pros and cons of it and she's very she's very like methodical about things she's like okay a month later which was about three days ago just got an email i did that thing uh you we talked about and just showed me a picture she adopted another dog another yeah. crazy little mixed breed showed me a photo attached a video of just the two good boys hanging out together and I was that's like, the best. I lit, you know, not going to believe this, but I teared up a little. Waterworks, waterworks again. Oh. You deserve those. Those, those, those are well earned <laughs> tears. By the way, I don't uh, want to tell you how to do your business, Jeff, but uh, with walking the dogs, you have a problem. Have you tried hooking their leashes to a belt and then getting on a mountain bike and riding? Yeah, might as well harness that power. I think yeah. so. You can also get a leash. What I used to do with my dogs is you can get this little like segment leash, which will like keep them right next to each other which you can then yeah. hook a leash tube which mm -hmm. you have to like get them used to it because at first my dogs were not having it they were like what why am i attached to this other dog uh but it oh yeah yeah that worse. that would not that my dogs uh, literally would do something to just speaking of hide that go, leash yeah you're gonna let them in shut my door here chip what do you got coming up buddy what are we what are we talking about here i am I'm going to be at the Crossroads Comedy Theater, which is at, physically at Theater Exile on April 1st, April Ooh. Fool's Day, doing nice. a show. Might be recording it. That's all I'm going to say. Oh, that's be, fun. Uh, taping it and uh, might be a little surprised. So doing that. So that's April 1st. I will be there. And then um, I'm going to be at uh, – let me, let me look real quick. I have – going to be up in the Poconos Ooh, at one nice. of those uh, uh, couples resorts. That's fun. I'm good. Oh, who is it? Who is it there? We got Shelby. Hey, Shelby. You can keep going with your. She wants to go out, as you can tell. So yeah, I'm go just ahead. gonna go, yep. go let her out. Yeah. So, listeners, uh, I will be in Wilmington, Delaware, on May four Saturday, May fourteenth, with Tammy Pescatelli, and I'm going to be also. I'm going to be in Wilmington, Delaware. Well, he doesn't uh, want to come in and say hi. I tried. <laughs> i tried i just let my girls out yeah it's nice. fun. um andrew what do you have coming up now in addition to doing live comedy shows doing the grolics you are also a role-playing game designer and you do many things online with role-playing correct i do i have i was in this like streaming dungeons and dragons game but i actually had to step away from it because now I have a full-time day job, which destroys all of my <laughs> available free time. Uh, so I had to step away from the Dungeons & Dragons game, uh, at least for the time being, unfortunately. But um, yeah, I like role-playing games a ton. Um, I like making them. I like playing them. So that's like a huge uh, interest of mine as well. I created my own game company called Occupied Hex Games, 
And uh, yeah, I've just been, it was originally created to make board games. And then when the pandemic hit, the whole manufacturing base for board games, just like basically ground to a halt. It all Mm -hmm. takes place overseas. And so I kind of just transitioned. I was like, oh, well, I could make role-playing games, which are basically just books or PDFs with the game. So I kind of just shifted over to that. And do you do like online, like do you go on Twitch? Like how do you do where you just do Zoom? Like when you do role-playing with uh, friends online? Uh, yeah, if I'm just playing with just buddies, we'll just hop in Zoom or any kind of okay. stream. But yeah, for streaming it as an entertainment product, uh, yeah, it's on Twitch. And so yes. I play. Um, uh, stream of Blood isn't a thing anymore, but comedian Jared Logan had a great uh, role-playing game stream called Stream of Blood, which was a lot of fun. Now he's in Glass Cannon, which is actually a Philly group of oh. role-playing gamers. They're like very funny uh they do live shows in philly and stuff with with their shows um but uh yeah i guess people could find me at twitch slash better than heroes which is like our our regular channel for that stuff and then you have www.occupiedhex.com for your game yeah, company right that's my game company if people want to check that out uh- Guys, I want to end this with since andrew is going to see mitski in concert what was the last concert you guys were at that you really like enjoyed? Last I, live show. I went, I recently did comedy on a cruise and it wasn't just a cruise. It was a heavy metal cruise. It was oh, a heavy yes. metal themed cruise called Shiprocked, which I didn't even know existed, but they hired me to do comedy along with Kyle Kinane. Oh, wow. And so we went on a heavy metal cruise. Uh, I have like a whole bit about it, which I won't do on a podcast uh, like an animal, but it was, it was amazing. But so many of the bands I hated, I like heavy metal. I grew up listening to heavy metal and somehow yeah. they found the, the narrow that you- <laughs> niche of heavy metal that I absolutely hate. Just like butt rock and new metal and just oh. not my thing. But I, saw a band there that i'd never heard of before called uh 68 i'd never heard of this band blew me away uh it turned out they're a christian band they still rock i don't give a shit i'll listen to <laughs> i'll listen to a christian band if, if uh they rule sure. but far and away best band i saw on that cruise and just an amazing live show if you get a chance to see them uh check them out for sure they were they were very very good it's just a guitar drum duo but they're both like so good um that it's uh you don't you don't miss the uh the other instruments for sure i'm fascinated by the whole industry of bands and crew like punk bands do it prog rock cruises are huge you know it's like the remaining members of elp and yes and three guys who are in procol harem you know all bands and they sell out the cruises like like that and then I see all these punk bands I used to, to um, you know, listen to, and they're all like reforming. They're like, oh yeah, we're doing a cruise with like six other bands you love because Jawbreaker cruise. Y- yeah, I mean, it pretty much <laughs> is close to that, and it's just like all you other like you know forty year old guys and early fifty year old guys who now have money to like maybe spend come on a cruise with a bunch of other dorks, and I'm always like, I'd never do that. I'm like, mm, maybe, 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 yeah. Maybe. I mean, if it was bands that I that I yeah. Like, 
but yeah, this was uh, this was a rough one. And they played the music in all the common spaces like twenty four seven. So like, so you uh, just trying really... to like walk around and enjoy the ocean, and there's just like <laughs> fucking new metal. Like, just give <laughs> us some steel drums corn, every once corn in a while. Corn playing <laughs> yeah. in the background yeah. and shit. Yeah, right, Chip. Just some quiet steel drums. You got yeah, the Rosa laying on the Nothing. beach. Like static X is playing next to you, and you're like, I, I just just want to read a book on the Give me beach. a break, yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah, Chip, bands, what about you? Uh, Drowning Pool was there. Remember Drowning oh, Pool? Yes. Uh, yeah. N- uh, non-point. It was just like a who's who of uh, new metal radio. Was Kyle bands. into it? I mean, he's 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 he does a lot of rock. He likes punk. Uh, I know mostly. he does a lot of punk stuff. Yeah. Uh, he also liked that band 68. That was pretty much the band that we were both like, okay, yeah. this is very good. But um, yeah, sorry, I, I interrupted you there. Chip. Oh, no, no, no. Chip, last band you saw live? Uh, I saw the XPN free at noon show right before the lockdown. I saw the yeah. Robinson brothers from the Black Crows, just uh, two guys, acoustic guitar. And it was it was good. It was, yeah. it was oh, a good nice. way to to end things before we, I'm starting to think about getting back to. Uh, you haven't You haven't bought good. tickets though yet for anything. No, I saw LCD sound system is coming, but it's the week before I got that show on April 1st that I, that I'm filming and I don't right. want to, I don't want to risk getting sick for that. Oh, so that's I, a good point. I didn't even think of that. Yeah. It's right before that. So I might go see uh, the band Sigaros uh, on in June at the Met. So I might, I might go see that. that Do you know what Sigaros means in English? What does it mean? Do you know, Andrew? I don't. Sugar Ray. Is that <laughs> what it is? They do, yeah. They do a great, uh, they do a great cover of every day. You so. bastard! Yeah, Andrew, that is a, uh, a super old, contentious Twitter joke that, like, I don't know, like six years ago, this small account like just tweeted that out, like, "Hey, do you know, uh, Sugar Ross in English is Sugar A, and you know, nothing." And then like one big internet comedian like took it, uh, and it, you know, like thirty thousand likes and. If you go down and you read, you just see the girl like, "Hey, thanks for taking my joke," and like, no one, no one helped her out. Uh, and you just and you just look, yeah, and it's nobody like, cares anymore. No, and, and, and like, now people they, even defend the people that steal. They're yes, like, yeah. "That's the way it is these days." Yes, like, suck oh, this it is up. terrifying. This is a new terrifying <laughs> age. What was the last uh, concert you went to, Jeff? Did you already tell us? No, no. I um, I right, literally a month before lockdown, I saw not a surf uh Ooh, love in philly oh nice. maybe i saw them years and years before that but it might have been the tightest band like they are such pros i nice. mean to the point where like and i like you know a little edge and a little roughness i they were like just so album perfect they, they have an amazing drum they're all amazing like at, at their but they were so good i literally every song i'm like going to kelly like Right? right i was the annoying guy who was just like oh my god <laughs> right how good how good like i just i couldn't stop doing it and they were they were amazing and i was so happy and i'm like ah, i have some other bands lined up and then you know went down but i'm going to see uh jawbreaker with Lemonheads opening up i am nice be beyond good. over the moon about that and then uh i think i'm gonna go see uh mogwai my favorite Scottish post-rock band uh, in a couple weeks. So yeah, I'm going to get back out there, Chip. Will I get sick? Who knows? But guess what? I have absolutely nothing going on. I don't do anything. So I would just come back to my little basement here. In your basement, we can podcast. Yeah, I mean, I'm still going to be able to pop. I'll be on a little respirator. But I'll still be able to. Talking about Teen Wolf. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be great. 
Andrew, thank you so much. Thank you for um, letting us experience Harry and the Henderson again. I'm very happy to know that you are also a, uh, a fan, a proponent of cryptozoology. I think that's mm -hmm. important. I am. Yeah. I just got a board game called Horrified uh, America. It's like an expansion on a board game called Horrified and it's all a bunch of American cryptid monsters. I was very stoked for it. So I got a you might pressure. want to put that I in. I still your, lost uh... the quiz though. I still, yeah, lost. you know what? Who's, okay. who's counting? Who's, who's counting those numbers? Yeah, yeah. But it's, you might want to put in your Twitter bio, bio uh, cryptozoologist fan. No fan. So. And people will think it's about the, the stupid money and stuff. Yeah, the money. Money. Yeah, fake money. Oh, hell yeah. But then yeah. you can be indignant all the time. Be like, uh, excuse me, uh, cryptozoology, maybe uh, a little bit before the crypto. <laughs> the make-believe monsters? Excuse yeah. not the make-believe money. <laughs> <laughs> and Andrew, you are outperforming again. Don't you have a big uh, big show coming up Saturday with the, uh, the boys uh, this week, next week? When is that coming up? Don't you have Rocks. Yeah, we do it. If you're listening to this in Denver, last Saturday of every month, we're at the Bug Theater, one of the cool spots in Denver, doing our show. Um, so yeah, you can check me out there. Uh, and definitely check out this month. At least definitely check out Andrew at the Overdoll. At the Overdoll, not to be confused with other Overdolls. Yes, exactly. Right. Orvidal. What am one. I saying? There's Overdoll. so many. Orvidal, yeah. Orvidal. God, I'm sorry. Like Orvidal, yeah. Gorvid, like Gorvidal. Like Gorvidal. There we go. All right, guys. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you, Andrew, so much for, uh, for, for joining us. Yeah, and make sure you guys check out those other uh, Bigfoot movies. They're really good. Yep. Thank you. We'll see you online.